Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beyond the Mat podcast, hosted by Emmanuel Clauser and Jared Rowan. A space for you to transcend your yoga beyond your mat and into your life. back we're in our last is that our last up ep- no second to last episode of february yes well it's our last episode with just the two of us <gasps> yes we have a surprise guest um who i just sent out the itinerary i don't know if you've seen it in your email i but, saw it come through but yeah. i didn't look at it yet um so this person will be joining us next week and we're gonna have a really fun dialogue with them I'm so excited about yeah. that. And we've both trained with this person. Correct. So we that's both. a pretty cool moment. It's like a dull. Um, we both know, know this person. So. Yes. And uh, we're excited about that. We. What else are we excited about? Well, it's like the, I guess it's closing down end of the month. So we're moving into March, which for teacher training, it's our favorite weekend is weekend five, which I is know. mythology. And I always say magic. Like it's all the mythology, the... All of that. So we have a really fun March coming up because we love that. It's my um, partner's birthday. Oh, that's exciting. When is his birthday? March 4th, 28th. Happy birthday, Matt, (laughs) Um, if you're listening, which he does tend to listen. Um, And my mom's birthday is at the end of March. Okay, so so you're going to have a fun month. Yeah, it's a a lot. Um, is, is, Is upcoming for you anything in the coming? No, I don't think so. And I'm saying this and... For me lately, it's like we're recording this now, and by the time this airs, my whole life might be <laughs> switched around. It tends to be how things have been going for right. me the past little while. So you are st- we are starting a training together. Yeah, right. We're both going to be doing a training, a pretty a year long training training together. Those of you that have listened to previous episode, I did an episode with Dr. Alyssa Lindahl, and Jared and I will be taking a shamanism training with her, which is super exciting. So fun! So lots of good stuff coming. But we were thrilled because some of you guys have gotten back to us and mm-hmm. asked for us to talk about relationships and. Um, We're going to do that because February is the month of love, and I think it's a super good segue into how to navigate people. A week or two weeks ago, we talked about the sutras and how to have different relationships with different kinds of people, but this episode will be more geared towards interpersonal relationships. Yes, yes. Uh, and we thought the good a good entry point into it, we're not going to be like, you know, ask Delilah, like, like <laughs> one of those radio shows where they're, they call in, or remember the old newspaper, like you would send in a love question? Yes. And th- that will not be exactly what happens today, um, because I, I don't even know that I'm qualified to do that as a therapist. Um, but we are going to hit on some some of that a little bit. But we thought a good entry point to talk about is the, you know, the teacher-student relationship in the yoga room. Yes. And then kind of launch off of that. Um, so why don't you, can you speak to why you feel that is, a, is an important, I can even speak from the therapy, but maybe you could do like why it's important to have that relationship or that teacher-student relationship for yoga the, the, in the yoga room. Yeah. I think, you know, as far as yoga history goes, the way that it was passed down from one person to the next, at first was it was an oral tradition. Mm-hmm. And from one person to the next, it was just kind of like, here are the teachings of yoga, and this is how you 
should live life. And it was from a guru to a student, and the guru really means remover of darkness. And so that relationship was kind of meant to shift the student's perspective and shed light, like remove darkness and shed lights on different tools that they have within them to live a more fulfilled life on the path to enlightenment, right? Right, Because the ultimate goal of yoga is enlightenment. Enlightenment, yeah. So the guru, that relationship, the remover of darkness, was really the person to give you the tools to reach that point where there is no darkness and you are enlightened. Right. Uh, I think that it is super important to cultivate that relationship still to this day because there are a lot of people that know a lot of things. <laughs> and it's important. Yes, oh it's, my God, so much. It's important to... To be a student and to remain a student through your whole journey. Sometimes when people learn a lot and acquire a lot of knowledge, they feel like, oh, I'm, I'm done. Like, I know what there is to know and I, I don't feel like I'm a student anymore. I want to be a teacher. And I think the best teachers in the world are forever students right. of different, maybe it doesn't have to only be mm-hmm. yoga, but different things and are curious about life and and other people. And, you know, you made a good point, like talking about the, the student-teacher relationship and how there's so much to know. And, and that, that struck me because I did a, a mentorship last week with someone and we were getting into like a, an inversion, a different way. And she goes, oh, my gosh, like the way you taught it, I can never get into it the way my other teacher at the studio teaches it. And I go, well, there's different entry points for different things. And she said, well, that's not what she said. And I go, well, (laughs) like, you know, they're actually, I wouldn't say she's wrong, but she is wrong. wrong. (laughs) And um, that you shouldn't only teach one thing one way. Like, I think I've told you there's like, I've said it a lot, but like 10 ways to get into pigeon pose. Oh, yeah. There's so many ways to get into pigeon pose. I feel like. And I've been applying them and learning them, but that's like about life too. Like that, that's why that student teacher relationship is so important because what you hope is that you get whatever you need from that teacher and then maybe you move on to another teacher. Yeah. And you get what you need from that teacher. So if you're a teacher listening to this, know if your students stop coming to you at some point, maybe they got what they needed. And that's okay. Yeah, and that's okay. And I know in my life, I've had different gurus. Some have remained constant. Some have dropped off. And even for the ones that are constant, at least for me, they're constant as like they will forever be my teacher. But I learn from them not like as much. You know what I mean? Like I might learn from a teacher a lot in a very concentrated Mm -hmm. period of time and then just like periodically take class with them to kind of maintain that relationship and eventually circle back where I do like another training or another mentorship and learn more because they also will grow and expand as they go through life. Mm So it's kind of nice to to see how that person evolves and keep the relationship even though it might not be as – involved as it was once before right it it becomes a different form the form changes a little bit yeah like like it becomes maybe very mentory in the beginning or very much you're looking at this teacher and then it develops maybe into some friendship or you know and over time different things because i'm thinking of my very, very first teacher was like a Bikram, a Bikram teacher. And, you know, we're more friends yeah. at this point. And she lives out of the state. Um, but I looked at her as my very first teacher ever into yoga. Um, 
You know, so I think that's pretty poignant to say. And I think, too, I like that we're talking about this because I feel sometimes the respect for the sacredness of that relationship Mm -hmm. is a little bit lost in modern yoga. And that breaks my heart. Mm. Um, Me too. If you have a teacher, you should definitely look up to them and, you know, respect them and embrace what they have to share with you. And I do think that we're very opinionated Mm. and we want things to go the way that we thought they were going to go, whether it be in a teacher training or just simply in a yoga class. And when it doesn't, then it becomes that teacher is not that good or it's that that teacher's fault when ultimately that's your perspective Mm -hmm. um, and you're probably not putting yourself in a place of receiving. Yes. And I've been in trainings in Manhattan where um, people were kind of flat out rude to the teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, And luckily if you're, you know, in Manhattan yoga, they don't take that. Uh, (laughs) You know, my teacher would just basically say you're ruining this experience for everybody else. Like flat. I mean, think how like, you know, I think of you and, and think how kind you are to a lot of the, tra- you know, if you're listening, trainees. Uh, <laughs> but no, but really my teacher, you know, I'm thinking of that I reference a lot. Um, she doesn't put up with that crap. And I respect that. At first, I'll be honest, I was like turned off by her. Yeah, I was sure. like, oh my God, like the way she's, but she was never mean. It was about respect. And I hold so much respect for her for her at that at this point in my life um and it's hard i I, because there's that balance where like you want students to come to you you want students to like you but at at one point they also need to have that respect for you and i think for me what happens a lot is because i'm young uh people that have an age gap with me feel like they have more wisdom they definitely have more life lived so i can't take that away from them right. but that doesn't mean that they can't respect me or the things that i have to share with them i get that you know i used to i still look rather young i think you do but, for sure uh, i used to get that when i started therapy is no one i actually had a woman you know if she's listening to this podcast she'll probably know she is but <laughs> She, um, at one point when I started was like, my supervisor was like, oh, we're going to transition you to Jared. And she said, I can't take him seriously. Uh Like, because I had a blonde kind of mohawk. I maybe was not like, had a little more fun with my outfit choice at times. Um, but now she is my client and we have a, and she, yes. She takes you seriously. Very seriously. Okay, good. Um, so I think that's a good point to mention. Um, but find a teacher that you can learn from, stick with them, and then move on when you're, when, when you're, you're done. ready. Um, but I think the way that it translates into like the romantic relationship or partnerships was what you said about darkness. I think that's a really good launching point to talk about the love we accept in our, in our, um, in our romantic life, our partnership. So I believe you said like the guru is translated as like remover of darkness. Yes. So if we look at that in terms of partnerships, how do you think there's a thread of similarity there? Like when, like you could compare that to your own, you know, partner or relationship. Yes. I think that in a romantic relationship, when you walk hand in hand with someone, you should have that feeling of 
being uplifted by the person yes. that is walking by your side, holding your hand, like traveling the path of life with you. And in a way, it's almost like if you imagine that you're literally hiking, right? Yeah. And it gets to be nighttime. It's two of you holding a giant flashlight to see the way to go forward rather than just one of you. So there's a lot more light. Oh, and I it should that. kind of feel that way, where it's better because it's more mm. clear. You know where you're going. You feel supported. Right. You know, if there's a dark forest, you're going to be a little bit more safe if there's two flashlights instead of just one. Right. There's that feeling of safety, of caring for someone. And that should be how it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. And that's to say, like, if you launch off that metaphor of hiking, there will be ups and downs along the trail. Like, that doesn't mean that you and your partner won't have to go through growing pains. No. Um, but it is important, I think, uh, in looking at that relationship to have boundaries. I think that's a really important word to define to people in their relationships. A boundary is like the ability to do something for yourself while also considering and honoring your partner. Mm -hmm. um, like I oftentimes have couples and couples counseling. It's a lot of like uh, one person is more codependent than the other. Like they want to spend all their time with their partner. The other one wants a sense of freedom and wants to be independent. So what we have to learn is to navigate and, and, and compromise. Like there's so much meeting in the middle. But I, I often tell um, people, I was just doing this in a class actually on um, where I told people, I don't think I referenced this. You can cut it if I did. But I was in chair pose and I was doing a class on love. No, on I don't think you talked okay. about this. No. So we were doing like um, meta meditation. Oh, nice. And we in were, chair pose? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> no easy. I was like, um, but, and it actually relates similar to this, that sutra that we talked about earlier in the podcast. And I said, like, hold your chair pose, hold your chair, like you were in this chair pose, you know, and if love feels like this, you probably shouldn't be in it. Yeah. Forward fold. And oh. it was, yeah, it was like a moment. Mic drop. I, I had like all women too. It was like 14 women at the Pilates studio. Nice. Um, but I think that's impor important to point out. Like a boundary though, when you meet in the middle, it shouldn't be hurting anyone. If it feels wrong in your stomach, then it probably shouldn't be that meat in the middle. You know, like, uh, so I think that's important to point out, like, you're on, as you're on that hike together. Yeah. You know, there may be, what is it? A, a, a split and a, a fork in a row. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's also being aware enough to know the difference, whereas, like, Am I, is this relationship serving me in a way? Is right. it helping me move forward or is it holding me in place? Yes, yes. And is it, the other thing is I often have people avoiding breakups because they don't, A, want to hurt someone's feelings. And it's like, but you know, that's a, that is a manageable emotion. Like you're functioning out of guilt. Like I often have people that want to leave a relationship, but they feel so bad for doing it. Um, that's like one common one that you have to help them manage. Like, well, that's not your intention. Your intention when you leave a, a partnership of any kind, if it's for you and it's not out of malice, 
the other person can receive it as such, but you have to just, you tell them that's not my intention, even though it, you're authentic in what you're feeling. So I think that's one that people remain in partnerships sometimes that are unhealthy because I'm thinking of someone I see regularly um, uh, because they feel, they don't want to navigate being the, the quote unquote bad guy. And then the right. other thing is like fear. I have a lot of women in therapy that I see that are financially worried if they leave their husband. Like, um, and I don't want to like, I'm not being sexist in, in any way to like, you know, they're working women, but the, they may be in our society. Unfortunately, women are not equal pay still, you know, so it's a really unfortunate thing, but that they stay because they're worried. Like how, how will I navigate a, my lifestyle? And I often say, well, you might not have the mansion on the beach. Right. You know, but I promise you, your heart will feel better. You'll find home. You'll yeah. find home in your heart. Um, do, do those two make sense? Yes. Yeah, they're hard ones. It's like Emmanuel and I were talking about the whole sex in the city. If you're watching the new one and just like that, one of the characters is kind of going through that with her husband, right? Like she's not really satisfied and yeah. and she's trying to figure out. And he's a great guy in the show. I know. Uh, <laughs> His little hearing aid. Yeah. Oh, Steve. Steve. We're, yeah, we're referencing Miranda and Steve. But I was conflicted with that character leaving her husband. But after the episode, I just like... You know, maybe she did something brave for herself. I think she did, actually. I'm still conflicted. I know. I know. I don't know. Because she's I guess seek, we shall find she, out. Yeah, she's seeking something. But um, I think she did kind of say it's okay to leave. Yeah. Sometimes if things aren't, aren't being what you want, maybe. But also, you have to nurture your relationship. Like, just like the, the teacher-mentor relationship, or the mentee relationship is like... You know, you, you train with them, you you want to learn from them, you spend time with them, yeah. you host them when they come to your studio or your space to train you may, because you respect them. I think that's the same thing with a partner. Like, do you nurture your partner? Even though you don't need hugs. They might. Yes. And we all need nurturing in a different way. It's like the five love languages, right? Yes. Yeah, like there's words of affirmation, physical touch, volunteer work. Um, oh my god, I'm gonna blank on the other ones, but is it, quality time and is it gifts. Gifts, yes. yeah. So it's like figuring out. I know that's a cliche book, but figuring out if what your partner needs and how much they really need of that yeah. thing. Like, is it is it appropriate? Um, but that's probably how they need nurtured. Yes, and. Sometimes we think we know how they need nurtured or we assume that they know how we need, you know, to be nurtured. (laughs) He's like pointing at me like, "Uh uh-huh. Well, because I'm thinking so many people could relate to that. Tell someone what you need, right? So I went, I am like a therapy junkie at this point, (laughs) like... A couple weeks ago, I had three different therapists. It's just really a lot. I want everyone to know that I am doing okay. Yes, you're totally stable. I'm very fine. I'm just trying to use all the tools in the toolbox. And keep in mind, I, being one of her best friends, is is also a therapist. (laughs) But anyways, I um, went to a new therapist in the midst of all this, and I sat there, and she was like, do you know, maybe tell him what it feels like for you to be valued. 
Like, that's a nice thing to say, I need you to value me, but what does that look like in actions? And how much of it do you need on a daily basis? And I was like, okay, sure, yes. <laughs> it's, I know. I, it is so funny. When people sit on that couch of mine and they're like a couple, I'm like, yeah, you, they're like, he should just know. It's often in straight couples, the woman does say that. And I go, well, he doesn't. He, yeah. You have, to, you have to tell him that if you want to have, be intimate, that you, need, you love when he helps with the chores. And I know you feel like you shouldn't have to say that. But you do. And it's interesting because to me saying I need you to value me is mm. something that's pretty like just like <laughs> how is that? How, what, what more do you need me to say about this? But I guess I need to put like concrete example. Yeah. This is what it. this is what I actually need in terms of like actions and time and emotions and connection. So um, be vocal about these yeah. things. If you're in the you know, navigating a high or a low or whatever it is, the communication part is is super important. And we need it more than we think we do. Even if you think you're already doing it, you probably still could do it more. Yeah, definitely. Um, And communicate, you mean the communication piece? Just like communicate about what you want. And I know intimacy is one that people avoid a lot, but it's important to talk about that, even though it feels... It just doesn't always feel comfortable. Yeah. Sometimes you do need to tell a person what you need in terms of passion yes. in your life. Like, that's okay because they may think that everything's fine because you've created this story that you're okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so if you're stuck in a story that you've been telling your partner, point at yourself, like, to try to tell another story and then see how they react and see if it's workable. Right. Because there's a moment where you're like, okay, we are expressing herself, we're saying what we need, changing the story, reframing. And then there's the capacity of the two partners to get to that point. Yes. And we know we can only change ourselves. We can only be responsible for the way that we implement those changes in our lives. And no matter what we do, we cannot change someone else. And the person that you are working with as your partner may or may not be able to meet you there. Yes. Oh my gosh. And that's a hard one. And if they are not, then you have to be confident enough and value yourself Mm. enough to be able to walk away. And that is so important to know. Remember, if you are like, I feel like I'm on a PSA or something right now. (laughs) Hello, remember. I know. But I feel like, like, know that people far less equipped than you have done harder things. Yes. So have confidence in like, I think it's, um, who wrote the book that says we can do hard things? Glenn, Glenn and Doyle. Glenn and Doyle. Like, that really is a good mantra. It's it's a reminder, like, people with far less have done really, really hard. Like, yeah. the Chai Tea Lady in India that's, that's setting up her tarp. Like, she's doing way harder things than probably walking away from a, a hard relationship. Oh, my gosh. For sure. Um, so, I think that's a good, a good... Like, reminder and, like, yeah. a pep little talk. And it is... It can be tricky to know when it's time to go and when it's time to work. But I think ultimately that comes to having been in a relationship with yourself and using the tools that you've received from your teachers. And the tools that I've received from my teachers were always in the context of yoga because that's something that 
I'm passionate about. But like, my brother is a musician, and、um, he's had music teachers that have had a huge influence on his life,、right. and through their teaching and their understanding of the music world and practicing and discipline,、mm-hmm. you can get similar pieces of like. Right. Philosophy, introspection. It doesn't have to be yoga. It doesn't have to be a yoga teacher. It could be a music teacher. It could be a parent. It could be a friend. These, all these people in your life could be teachers. Oh my gosh, totally. And and like a therapist,、mm-hmm. a, a painter. I had someone recently. It was so cool that、um, she was talking about how painting has taught her so much about life. Yeah, like she was zoning on a spot and just. Rip the painting up because she and it's like how can you apply that to your life? Like her her teachers were her best,、um, her best kind of guides. They they taught her how to navigate suffering and she didn't even realize it. Yeah. Until later, like oh my gosh, this is taking my paint off the canvas. Think about taking your yoga off the mat. So I think I think creative. Not to stray from our topic, but any form of creativity, there's so much to learn. Like you can apply that to your life,、um, you know, and any kind of friendship too. I think、mm-hmm. because they, the people that love us and that support us, typically have really good insight, and when they care about us, they will、mm-hmm. give us their honest opinion if we ask for it. True, and that can be very formative as well. Yes. Yeah, so, I love that. Yeah,、um, I gain so much from the people when you speak about teachers and student. Is my own therapy clients?、Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much. There was a really, and this is like deep, a little deep, but we'll maybe we'll end with this. Yeah, <laughs> it's like not probably the most loving thing. But I had a, a teenage girl who was majorly depressed and went to a hospital, stayed for a couple weeks, and came home. And she was like, Jared, I'm like navigating life so much better. And she goes, You know what I realized? That this life, we only have to do it once. And it was like I never gave that piece of advice to like any of my therapy clients in 13 years. Like she actually gave me something to explore with someone else who major ha- maybe will have major depressive disorder. Yeah. Like I know you're exhausted and tired, but maybe this is just you know. Once, yeah, and I, I just thought that was a neat perspective that that you gain even through, even though you're the teacher, quote unquote. Oh my gosh, your students teach you so, so much. much. That's why I love what I do because I get to learn every time I am in a room with someone. They teach me something, something.、Yeah. and it's just so rewarding.、Mm-hmm. To be in a place where you can receive people like that and see what they have to say and,、yeah. and learn from that,、um, yeah, I that's the best part of my job.、Yeah. So in terms of relationship,、um, look for someone that's that's helping you light up your path、mm-hmm. and walking alongside you, making you feel safe, supported,、right. confident.、Um, and and if they're not, then decide: is it time to work or is it time to go? Right. Right, and then you know when there are forks in the road, because there will be.、Um, you should grow separate, but then you should also grow together. So keep that in mind. Like you said, know when to put in the work. Like when you start to separate on a path, consider if no one's being harmed or anything like that. Can it be worked on, and can you grow together a bit too as you grow separately?、Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. I think that does it. That's it for for. 
for today. Yeah. We will be back in full force with such an amazing guest. Yes. So tune in, tell your friends, tell everybody. Tell everybody. Because you'll want to listen. I mean, you want to listen to every episode, <laughs> please. But you'll right. definitely want to listen next week. We appreciate you. We're so thankful that you are here week after week. And some of you have sent us such amazing feedback about the previous episode. And that means a lot to us. So keep sending us feedback, guys. Yeah, we love it. Jared yeah. and I send like little screenshots of it to each other. And it's just been a really neat experience to feel like it's bringing you something. Because yeah. we do it for fun. We have a blast. But ultimately, we do it for you. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here. Have a safe and fun week. Love yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.